Hey, everybody, and welcome to a belligerent wild ride with Steve-O. We've got party animal Bert Kreischer. He's my favorite, dude. The first time we had him on the podcast was such a hit, and this one might even be better. So strap on your seatbelts and get ready, man. It is insane. And I've got to say, I'm feeling particularly smooth because I'm shaving with my Harry's shaving products. This is just what you need and nothing but. I'm telling you, you gotta try this if you haven't already because you're probably blowing a lot of money on shaving products that you don't need to be blowing. This is so affordable and it's the best razors out there. Now, if you go to harrys.com slash stevo, you get yourself a starter kit that comes with the five blade razor, the weighted ergonomic handle, the travel case to protect the blades, the foaming shave gel, and if you hurry up and do it right now, they're gonna throw and a big old travel body wash too. All of this, all of this is valued at $16 because like I said, it's super affordable. But you take this deal now, you're gonna get it all for three bucks if you go to Harry's.com slash Devo. I've been using man, it might be two, three years I've shaved with nothing but Harry's. I love it. So support the podcast. Jump on this deal, go to harrys.com slash stevo, and let's get into it. That one. Maybe, yeah. I sat there and you sat there, I think. Yeah. I feel like I was here when you guys were beta testing this. Yeah. Yeah. It was like before COVID came out and like you were like coughing, you just got back on tour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People in the comments were like... He He's fucking got... picked up the Rona. <laughs> right. Recording, recording. Is that recording? This is recording. Awesome. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Bert Kreischer. Oh, I feel so honored because this podcast has blown the fuck up. And uh, I was, I was at the, I was at the, I was at the very, the the baby steps of it. You, you were, were our first two. hit. Who's number one? I think Tony, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Yeah, no, Doctor Drew. Doctor Drew was episode number three. However, we recorded that one prior. In a different van. Yeah. Yeah, so, you yeah. guys have had some good ones. I, I've seen a lot of, I mean, I I really kind of, I, I did Poopy Show, and I watched right. you and with Poopies in here, and I was I was like, oh, that was a, that was a great fucking interview. Oh, that that's the one that we did on the tour bus. Now was we've that, got two studios. If I'm on really? the road. Oh, really? Yeah. If yeah. I'm on the road, we've got the tour bus studio. If I'm at home, we just bring the van over to people's house. What kind of tour bus are you riding around on the road? A, a Prevost? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm buying a new one. I'm buying one right now. I'm so I'm glad that you started off on tour buses because I fucking curse you so regularly. Who, me? Yeah, because... <laughs> Because you're the bastard who fucking made me think it was a good idea to get my tour bus oh. wrapped with Steve-O art. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. Let them know you're coming. Yeah. Let them know where you're going to be. Right. I mean, dude, I go back and forth between being like really stoked because we're driving down the highway and it's yeah. just boom, boom. People are stoked. You're way more it. famous than me. So it's it. I can see where that would be annoying. For me, it's like you got to know who I am. To do it, like, like, there's people that don't like, like I said to my daughter today. I said, uh, I said, do you know who Stevo is? And she goes, her, her, and her friends are like, no. I was like, you guys watch Jackass? And they're like, no. And I went, okay. And then you walked in. She goes, oh, I know him. And I went, that, 
then you have watched Jackass. And she's like, oh, I mean, yeah, but we don't, like, we don't watch all the movies, but I, of course I know who he is. Do you have a picture of yourself on your tour bus? Yeah. 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 I have pictures of myself everywhere. She's <laughs> <laughs> not all, kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I, I literally, in my man cave, all I have is pictures of me. And then, and I didn't even think it was something wrong. And everyone's been like, man, you really love pictures of yourself. I was like, well, who do you put up in your house? <laughs> like, what am I going to put up my pictures of my daughters? <laughs> They're in the regular house. This is me. Yeah. Well, but he I has mean, himself tattooed on himself three times. Um, more than that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, I go back and forth uh, with the with the tour bus, and and what I've settled on is uh, we've got a, a, a new light up sign on the door that says, "It's not okay to knock." Please do not disturb. That is a brilliant sign. And then you hear this. <clears throat> is he in there? Uh-huh. All the time. He's sleeping. Or he's he's like, sleeping, yeah. He's I know. Sleeping. It's, 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 it's really crazy. It's really crazy. You have to really tap off a part of your brain. I think it's good. I think it it forces you to live in, in your heart and in the moment. Because you get annoyed a lot. But if you do it enough and you have yourself on your bus and people look in your bus and they knock on your bus and you pull up to a gas station and everyone has never heard of me, but then they're all the biggest fans and I got to take pictures with everyone. But it, it teaches me to always be kind to people because sure. and, and it forces you to be there. And then and then when you're not on your tour bus and you're at, say like I was at a show at uh, Red Rocks, I was seeing Jimmy Buffett and this woman was being extremely disrespectful to me. And not that I was me, but just to me, she was being a mean person to me. And it was nothing about anything. Being because she knew who you were? Uh, we had parked our we had parked our Sprinter van back uh, backstage because I'd been at Red Rocks the night before. And she, and I told her, I said, well, our Sprinter van's right there. We just need this access. She's like, you don't get that access. And I went, I said, oh, no, I, I performed here last night. And she goes, no, you didn't. And I said, no, I did. And she goes, honey. Let me tell you something. You will never perform at Red Rocks, and you have never performed at Red Rocks. And she goes, "Keep walking." And I was like, oh. "And then I was like, I was like, well, I, I'm not going to change her mind, like, I, you know." So I just was like, I was like, okay. And then my my manager and my wife fucking jump on her. I'm like, guys, fucking, it's she simply just is doing her job. And so and I thought because I'm in public so much, dealing with sometimes people that can be somewhat annoying, I've really learned how to live in the moment and just go, this isn't my battle. This is, this is, yeah. uh, there's nothing I'm gonna do to change this yeah. woman's mind. And so I was like, and it was, and I, I, and I really honestly think it's because every now and then you'll be, and you're here, and there'll be a guy that walks by and sees that your curtain's open on your tour bus, and it'll be like, Bert, Bert, and then you, you want to be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm in the middle of telling my buddy a story. But then you're like, hey, man, I'll come out, say hi. I don't know. I, I don't mind it. How long do you go on uh, a run for? Aggressive. Like eight, <laughs> eight months. The last one was eight months. And we, we, we I was home. Aggressive. I was home maybe eight times. Eight I, was home, I was maybe home six, six times. I was in Austin more than I was home. Dude. That when we did the first podcast with you, which, by the way, was our first hit, the first podcast we ever had hit a million views really on YouTube, like, and then we had Segura, not so much of a hit. <laughs> well, he did well. He just didn't he did do well. as well as yeah. you. Here's the thing about Tommy. Tommy is. I always. I've always said this. I don't understand why people like him. He, he's. He's the. He's my favorite human being. I love this guy more than sure. anything. But there's the things I get out of Tommy, I don't like he get all the shit that you get out of me on a podcast, he gets out of me in real life, right? Yeah. Like I'm fun as fuck. I like to have a good time. <laughs> I'm sneaking hot dogs in my pocket. Like there's like I'm a fun fucking guy. 
Um, but he also, there's a part of me that is very sincere and 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 insecure that I that I share with him that he appreciates and he knows me really well. But like, the, like Tom Tom has no problem going on a podcast and under delivering. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like he's, 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 but like I don't know. I I fucking love the guy, but I always say to him, I don't understand why people like you because I know why I like you. But why does Brad Pitt like you? Like, like what did Brad Pitt see? Because he didn't see the thing I saw. It's like it's like when people say they like, they like my wife. I go, you're not seeing all of her. Like I know everything about that woman. Like I like that you like her, but you don't know her. Like get to know her. Why? How do you? What? Brad Pitt likes him. What do you? Brad Pitt's Tom's one of Tom's good friends. Can you imagine hanging out with Brad Pitt all the time and maybe like, you got a boner? Like, there wouldn't be anything wrong with that, right? What if like you had just had a blue chew tablet? Then of course you're gonna have a boner. You're gonna have a huge, rock hard, raging boner like I do when I take blue chew tablets and I bring Lux to Bone Town, okay? Because that's what happens. Why? Because blue chew tablets have the same active ingredient as both Viagra and Cialis, except they only cost a fraction of the price. And if you ever wondered, hmm, is taking a blue chew tablet a lot of fun? I can assure you it is a lot of fun. I love it. I love it. My girl loves it when I take my blue chew tablets. I show her my blue tongue and she's like, "Woo! She's so stoked." And man, I bone her really hard. Just saying, I bone her really hard. And you got this opportunity right here to get an entire month's supply of blue chew tablets absolutely for free. All you have to pay is 5 bucks for shipping. And you consult with one of the medical providers online. You get your prescription super easy without an annoying, inconvenient trip to a doctor's office. Do it all online. Super fast. You get a whole month's supply of Blue Chew tablets on the way to you if you go to bluechew.com and use the promo code Steva. You're insane if you haven't jumped on this deal already. So jump on it, bub. Bluechew.com. Use the promo code Stevo for a whole month's supply of Bluetooth tablets. All you pay is five bucks for shipping. You're gonna thank me, and so will your boner. Now let's talk about Brad Pitt. Oh, really? Yeah, they're like best friends, I think. And so, <laughs> yeah, I know it's, Brad Pitt liked his comedy, and uh, and clearly he just hadn't seen me do it, and and uh, I mean because I'm so much better. And so, so the, I was waiting for someone to laugh at that joke. <laughs> but, uh, but um, he saw stand up, liked to stand up. Had they have the same agent? And he reached out to his agency and was like, "Hey man, can you get me tickets to Tom's show?" And oh, shit. and he went and saw Tom's show. And I saw that on Instagram. Yeah, the, it was really like, fucking uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a huge Brad Pitt fan. I mean, who isn't? And I'll tell you what, I'll be honest with you, it's because Jackass made Brad Pitt cool. Brad, Brad Pitt was uh, no, hold on. It, wasn't, it wasn't Legends of the Fall. No, hold it on, wasn't hold on. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Think of all the movie stars that have had great movies that are cunts, right? He did when you guys kidnapped him in gorilla outfits in Jackass. You were like, this guy's got a sense of humor. It made he him likes, a bro. It made him a bro. It made, he likes we, cool the, the stuff. The kidnapping was not in a gorilla outfit, and then we did the gorilla bit after. Oh yeah, yeah. The kidnapping and was just outside. Man was furious pig. about that. He's like, we got Brad Pitt. Why are you covering his fucking face? <laughs> and Bam Bam made a point. <laughs> no, it was so it was so cool at the end when he took his gorilla mask off. Right. Like, that was Brad Pitt. And then and then I was like, oh yeah, you could have done so much crazier stuff with those gorillas, and then just use that last clip. Right. Of, That's Brad Pitt. Right. Yeah. And, and when meanwhile he was like, do not go easy on me. 
like fucking that's, that, but that's what makes you like Brad Pitt like right. those moments you know I saw him driving one of his motorcycles down Sunset one time dude the glo- the leather gloves he had on I think I think about those once a week <laughs> I mean he's just a badass motherfucker yeah, yeah. I mean I'm, there's look I'm a sucker for celebrity okay like I am I like sure if you want to tell me a story about Tom my, my trainer trained Tom Cruise for like like all the Mission Impossible movies all the all the big Jack Reacher all of them when she tells me Tom Cruise stories, I sh- fucking listen. I love a good Tom Cruise story, mm-hmm. and so I, I'm. I love. I I'm. When I moved out to L.A., I was a sucker for celebrity. I thought it was, thought it was cool. It was cool that someone was famous, and then you see them, and you'd be like, you'd be like, that's the fucking guy. I mean, I I, I saw Mike Tyson in an elevator one time, and I was like, it's the fucking heavyweight champ, champ of the world. That's Mike Tyson, possibly one of the greatest boxers that ever lived. He's in an elevator at the Lemley Center where I'm going to crunch. And he's just in an elevator, and I was like, "Holy shit!" What, what year was that? Cause that was nine. That was uh, two thousand. It was two thousand two, two thousand one. So that was a gnarly Mike. <clears throat> yeah, and that was right after. That was right after. Um, I remember it was after nine eleven because I remember being in an elevator and someone was saying some stockbrokers on the phone, and he's like, "No, no, we need to buy Southwest. Southwest is the company that is going to st- stand out." During all this stuff with 9-11. And I remember going, I'd never heard of Southwest. And then I should have bought Southwest. Southwest Airlines? Yeah. yeah those crazy. are tips that you get that you, you got to like take advantage of. I, I bought it. I've, the stocks I've bought, I've, I've fucked up. Every one of them. Uh, oh, my God, dude. I, I'm cursed. Oh, yeah. Like, 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 like st- stocks fuck up. Like, any investment fucks up because I invest in it. I invested in clean coal out of Alaska. KFX was the name of the company. I invested in like, like when I had no money, I invested $10,000 in them and they just tanked. I invested in Motorola. I invested in Nokia. I invested in Hong Kong telecommunications. I invested in, like, I would get an idea and I'd be like, I'd be like, Hong Kong, that's China, right? It's not. And I'd be like, they're going to need a lot of phones one day. So I invested in it and just yep. clean coal. I'm being good for the <clears> environment. <throat> Everything's tanked. Don't you guys have money people that tell you like good investments? Oh, now I do, but I don't even know what it is. Like yeah. I don't even know. I, I like I, I don't even know. I was just saying on two bears the other day. I I was I felt bad that I wasn't like donating money to charities and stuff. And I we talked about it on two bears, and then I called my business manager, and he goes, "You have a foundation." And I was like, <laughs> "I do." He's like, "Can you donate like hundreds of thousands of dollars every year?" Of course, that's how he's like. I mean, I'm not saying you're like waking up going, "I need to donate," but like. You're, you and Leanne donate consistently. And then I was like, oh, we, and I and I think of the things that we've given money to, and I was like, oh, yeah, we totally have donated. What the fuck am yeah. I talking about? I'm not, I, I'm not set up in this business to be like the, I like the artistic things. I like ideas. I like making ideas happen. I like making people laugh. But like the business, the minutiae of the business exhausts me. Yeah. Dude, anything insurance related, <laughs> even remotely administrative, like, I, I can't even... PL statements. Pick, I have to pick and choose pockets of when Steve doesn't get the look on his face. Like, <sighs> yeah. Do you know that I, that I still have not opened up a single email that says P and L or financials <laughs> or <laughs> for real? I, I, it gives me anxiety. Yeah. Leanne, Leanne left town and she get, had a bunch of stack of things. She goes, "Those are some bills. I'm gonna need you to open them 
I mean, oh, all the dude, texts forget about yeah, that. Done. I was done. <laughs> forget about We were about late that. on our bills. We defaulted. Our but, fucking power got shut off. I did make a mental note to say to you that I want to sit down and actually open up these P and Ls because I want to know what's what, like, what's going on. What's, 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 what's a P and L? A profit and loss statement for his <laughs> six businesses that he owns. <laughs> <laughs> profit you, and loss. It's like what's going out, what's coming in, like, um, like the balance sheet, like to see where you're spending money on to where we like, don't do that. Do here, like yeah. Yeah. the revenue streams that are coming in. Focus on that. Yeah, I don't even know how much I something's should... burning's costing me. I'm just making it. I, I did same thing when when I bought my fucking piece of shit RV like to use as a tour bus. Yeah, I because this was my my thinking. I had been renting a, a tour bus from this great company, right? Yeah. Like uh, with the came with the driver, Prevost, everything. And yeah. I just thought, I thought, man, it's so fucking expensive. Mm -hmm. Like I, like what it costs like fifty thousand dollars for like two and a half weeks of using this tour bus. I was like, man, fuck that. I'm gonna buy an RV, you know. I'll buy the RV, it'll pay itself off in no time. And my dad was like, well, how much of the 50,000 for, for renting was for gas, was for insurance. the driver? Insurance. Like, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no idea. So I don't even know if it was economically wise to buy the piece of shit RV to wrap. It, here's, where, here's where it got to me, it got to me is that I had spent, I have to date, spent so much money on in tour buses and there's look it's like i mean i've been on a tour bus i've been on a, i've had it my own tour bus meaning you know for everyone listening when you get a tour bus you can get it for a month but if if you need it for like if you need it for the month after you might as well just rent it for the middle month also because you, yeah. you may, may not be able to get a tour bus mm -hmm. and so i have i've had tour buses consistently on lease, I think consistently for now for like three years. During COVID is when, during I mean, COVID. On, on, on lease or did you, you know, just buy them? I'm just like renting that? them, I'm just renting them and, and I rent them weekly. I rent them for the whole time. Like I, st I still have mine, we're off for two months, but if I gave it back, I might lose a tour, tour bus. So, so Why like- you buy one? That's I'm buying one now. That's I just I just one? went to dinner, I just went to dinner with, uh, with the tour bus dude and uh, my tour bus guy actually. And I talked about buying a tour bus because I was like, I want, I want my own. I just want everything I want, and I want to make it the way I want yeah. it. Because right now I can't really fuck with, like storage is a problem. Yeah. Do you we, use a trailer? Uh, we do not use a trailer anymore. We did, and it was just I think we had a, a rough time in Amarillo in an ice storm, and I was like, and I think we had to stay there or something, and so we stopped using trailers for fully loaded. I had four fucking tour buses. I got four fucking tour buses. Well, that's because there were so many comedians. So many comedians, and then I had a party bus where everyone could hang out, and so like we'd get done, and there, and then everyone would party at the venue a little bit, and then we'd all go to the tour bus, party in the tour bus. Bus call would be like three. Everyone we would start driving at three, and then when everyone got tired, we'd have all the buses pull over. We get off the party bus. Everyone going to their own buses. So it was it was, not, and that party bus was more fun than any bus I've ever been on in my life. Nicer captain seats, just fucking sweet. I bet. Mm. Um, so, so to buy a Prevost, you're like what, one point five million? Like, I guess I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm getting. They're sending buses to me now, like pictures, and uh, and 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 it's just the shell. I'm just buying the shell right now. Sure, and then you're gonna design so, yeah. it. And then and then I design how I want it in the middle. And I and I know. I mean, I really want. Here's the other problem: is this is going to sound? This people aren't, aren't going to understand this. It won't make sense. 
I sleep in bunks. I don't sleep in in the back bedroom. I sleep in bunks with the guys because I have this weird thing. They were trying to explain it last night. It's not that I'm... During the pandemic, I wanted to make sure everyone lived on the bus. So I didn't want to put myself in a nicer room and then go, hey, guys, we're all living in the bus, but I'll have the big room. So good luck, pedestrians. So I was like, I'll sleep with them so that I know exactly how bad it is. So if I feel we need hotel rooms, then we definitely need hotel rooms. But we didn't need hotel rooms. I really enjoyed it. And there's a part of me that really enjoys not missing out. Like when I was, they were saying some of those people were in there worked on Travel Channel with me. And I forgot, but when I used to get really nice hotel rooms on Travel Channel, but I just wanted to stay where the crew was because I wanted to have fun with everyone. I didn't want to be off of my own in a different hotel room where people couldn't get access to me at the Four Seasons. I wanted to stay with everyone else. But on this one, on this tour bus, I think we're going it's, to, it's, it would be foolish if I didn't do a star coach with a bedroom in the back and bathroom in the way, way back. I already know how I want to set up. Bathroom in the way, way back with a closet. You got to have two bathrooms. Yeah, bathroom in the middle. And, and, and then, and then, uh, and then six bunks. Or, yeah. Yeah. The thing about me sleeping in the bunks is that when the curtain closes, I'm like, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I, it, it's a good sleep. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, <gasps> like I'm in a coffin. And I really? have to, like, yeah, people will be walking by and they'll just see my hand come out because I get claustrophobic <laughs> about being enclosed. Oh, no. I, what's crazy is I'm claustrophobic, but not in those bunks. And my whoop strap will tell me that, like, I, I, when I'm on a bunk, I get zero deep sleep and zero REM. Zero. Zero. And it's all like zero. Eight, eight hours of zero. <laughs> Can I tell you? Can I show you my whoop recovery that's, from late? Oh, yeah, that's your phone. Yeah. Where's my phone? Oh, my phone must be in there. My whoop recovery's in the 80% because yeah. I switched over to tequila. You switched? You think that's why? Because like a sugar thing? A hundred percent. Wait, it's the sugar? It's the sugar. My my recoveries were in the 35, 45% consistently if so I drank. you switched over to tequila. I switched over to tequila and, <laughs> and my recovery is through the fucking roof i sleep sound as fuck none of that like drunk morning sleep where you're like god damn it man i just can't get comfortable i want to just go back to sleep i'm hungover let me go back to sleep on tequila if i wake up i go i'm going back to sleep and i go right back to sleep i feel no hangover whatsoever and i'm, I'm burning like 700 calories in the gym for an hour workout i'm killing it in the gym because of tequila a game changer no i drink tequila soda with splash of lime yeah. and it has changed I mean, it's like, I, it's fucking so clean. And I got all my blood panels back. My liver's in the normal ranges. And I'm like, dude, it's tequila. What's your HRV on your Whoop? Uh, I wish I had my fucking goddamn thing. Dude, Steve's was in the hundreds of HRV. Is that good? It's yeah. Like the, it's like the it's best. Really good. Yeah, the you're, you're really healthy, though. Um, That was when I was on no sugar, no flour. Then I got back on sugar and flour. My HRV went all the way down. And now I'm once again... No sugar, no I, flour. I thought my HRV was like 35. Is that yeah, possible? That's, that's HRV. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I got that too. I got that yeah. too. At 35, I, be- I believe that you have that, and it's not good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that would be my HRV. HRV. I would imagine. I'm not, not now, and, but that's... HRV means heart rate variability. We all know this because of Whoop, which is fucking fantastic. Whoop I, is the best, and I don't I know if they're sponsors. Of, I got rid of they my had. Apple Watch because of the Whoop. They're, they're, they are the best... Uh, wearable track, track fitness, fitness track, tracker the most you can sophisticated fucking. Tr- fitness tracking device known to man. Period. I wish I had my thing. I would love to go through my numbers with you. I, I'm sure it's in the fucking man cave. Yeah, um, whatever. We'll, we'll, but like, I want to know my I want to know my HRV now. I'll text it to you when I get. I'll, I'll text you. I text Rogan my recoveries every morning. I go fucking tequila. I mean, what, <laughs> I mean, what are Rogan's recoveries like a hundred percent? So, so the I mean, I, I don't. I'm. I hope I'm not speaking at school. 
But the only reason anyone knows about Whoop is because of us. Yeah. Because we did Sober October. Sober October. And so, so we got, we were the first generation of dudes getting Whoops. So when we got Whoops, we were like, it was like, first of all, we didn't understand any of it, but Joe Rogan put a fucking dent in it. He, his Whoop at the end of every day must've been like, (gasps) (laughs) If you're wondering whether Bert and I really do love our Whoop straps, I can tell you that is a yes. It's simply the most sophisticated fitness tracking device known to man. Plus, the new Whoop 4.0 strap has a waterproof charger that slides on. I mean, dude, it's the best. And they will hook you up with 15% off at checkout, plus give you the Whoop 4.0 band completely for free. If you go to whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com, and use the promo code Stevo. Joe Rogan, Burt Kreischer, Stevo. These are three wildly different personalities, all raving about the Whoop strap. I'm telling you, it's the way to be. It gives you all of the insight into your health, your rest, your sleep, your calorie burning, more than you can get from any other fitness tracking device. So if you're not wearing a Whoop strap, I'm telling you, you're blowing it. So one more time, for 15% off your membership and the free Whoop 4.0 strap with the waterproof charger, it's whoop.com with the promo code Stevo. Now, let's get back to it. I mean, his fucking, like, you'd get, you'd get his, uh, his, his activity, you know, his start activity yeah. and you can track it. Yeah. And it was just, it looked like the fucking Swiss Alps, just, and he would burn, he would keep his heart rate. 10 a.m. He would keep his heart rate in the red, like at like 171 for an hour straight. And you, and I'd be like, yeah. what the fuck? He would work out so fucking hard. And then his recovery, like a hundred percent green. Like he would just go like. He, he's a different animal. He would work out like a beast, and then when he decided to go to bed, he would sleep for eight hours exactly and wake up. Like not, <laughs> I never got to eight hours. I was always at like seven hours oh, dude, and 15 yeah. minutes. I, I, I get grumpy if I'm less than eight hours, oh, dude. I, I can't. I slept great last night. I slept nine hours last night, and uh, I fucking yeah. slept awesome. I had panic attacks in the morning, but whatever. That's just normal. Dude, speaking of Rogan, can I officially thank you in person for the kind words you said about me and my podcast and my comedy? I don't even remember. It was, it was, yeah, you had uh, uh, Tony Hinchcliffe on. Even, last time you were on Rogan, it was like the oh, first yeah. 10 seconds. Well, yeah, yeah, but, because, uh, because Rogan said, he said, I want to uh, do a podcast in a Sprinter van. He says, I want to make a podcast studio in a Sprinter van. And you said, yeah, Steve-O does that. Yeah. yeah well, I mean... My my feelings about you are genuine, so I don't I don't I mean that's how I feel about you. I I, I try and I mean there's a, f- a few people I'm impressed by, you know, like where I go, where I go, God, they're doing it good, you know, and it's for a number of different things, um, but I, you you consistently impress me, and I, it's like I said, I didn't say this on the thing in there, but like it was really cool when CBS we both did pieces yeah, for yeah, CBS, yeah. CBS came over to my house and they were like, yeah, there's like this is great. And they're like, do you own all these cameras? Like, you know, I, can I tell you, I'm really, uh, Jamie was saying this, he goes, I'm really impressed by Steve-O. And I was like, yeah, and he's like, he's like a, like a 
businessman. Like he knows what the fuck he's doing. And I was like, oh yeah. I was like, oh, I could spend my whole interview talking about Steve if you want. <laughs> I fucking love the guy. <clears throat> I mean, I, I'm a businessman. I just don't know what my businesses are doing. <laughs> you don't need to be. You don't need to be like, look, fucking Steve Jobs didn't know how to make an iPhone, but he had the idea, and then yeah. he was like, send it to Asia. They'll figure it out. Whatever. Right, right, or he right, sent right, it to right. the room, and he was like, guys, this is what I want. You go like this, and it does that. And they're like, huh? You got to be like, I think when you're on our side of the stage, you got to have big ideas. Right. And and you got to have the right team around you to help you execute those For big sure. ideas. We, we spoke with Mark Cuban about this, about, about surrounding yourself with people who fill in your gaps. Dude, I'll tell you, my, my, my number one on my list is my wife. My wife is so, she's so literal, so functional, and so smart. Like she, when we did Fully Loaded, um, she she was so she said we don't we're not making any money on this we're putting all our money back into it and i said why she goes it's only successful if we do the second one like it's not successful if you do one it's only successful if you do 10 and if you want to do 10 you got to do two but if you want to do two you got to put your money back into one so that's why we got all the tour buses and had all the like extra treats for everyone we had uh catering travel with us we had a juice bar what travel with us wow can i ask you what was the mechanism for preventing people from poaching the show with their cell phones? Do you did you have a mechanism for that? I can't stop that. Yeah, because like I, I, I lose my mind over. I wanted to over. call you. I wanted to call you about it because I know I know that that was because we reached out to you to do right, it. Right, obviously. right, right, right. And I wanted to, and I wanted you to do it. I wanted you to do it for two reasons because I know one of the th- I, I am I could be wrong, but I know one of the things that is important to you in your career is being taken seriously as a comic, like as a comic. And I thought one of the great things about this tour was be that you are sitting with uh, inarguably 12 of the best fucking comics in the country day in and day out who would then get to see you performing as a comic. And and I thought it'd be good for your, for everything for you. And I thought it would be great. I just thought it'd be great. And then, and then, and then I was going to call, but Leanne told me not to because, uh, I say, they go, uh, Steve-O really wants to do it, but he's working on his new hour and he's worried about, you know, people stealing it on their phones and putting it online. And I wanted to go, I, and I, I was, I told the answer, I'm going to call him because look, I'm working on my new hour too. Right. Like, and, and I, and, but that's just part of like doing business these days is that people are going to do that. And you just got to hope that, I mean, that people don't search it out. And Leanne goes, don't call him. How would you feel if Steve asked you to do something and you said no, you gave a reason, and then he called you? I go, you're right, you're right. But I wanted to call you so bad because I was like, I was like, I, I think it's the wrong decision. I, I want you to do it because I think it'd be so good. I think, first of all, you, what we did eight shows over time. We did almost a hundred thousand people in two weeks would have seen how fucking great you are, and 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 all these comics would have seen how great you are, and and I think it, it would have been great to watch your brain work with the way we were operating. We had a whole production van, shooting content, making content. There were so many opportunities for content. I kind of want to see how your brain worked with like we you know we had Churchill's Downs to ourselves. We had uh, we had these electric bikes that we were taking through uh, through the arenas. Like I wanted electric to see your bikes from electric. Well, we had one electric, and we had one from uh, from seventy five. Uh, uh, Super 75, one Super 75. So it was, but it was, that's what I wanted. But I, look, we're always, we're doing it next year. I'd love to have you come if, if you change okay. your mind. I, I, I think that it could, that, that there's a way for me to approach it that, that could work. Um, and, and by the way, thank you for all those kind words. Uh, as it worked out this, this, uh, this last time, like I, I, 
did well because um, I had my own like theater run going, yeah. and, and it it just was was uh, in a business sense, it just worked out way better for me the way that I did do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, I, I would love to take uh, take an approach that. That, that works like that the, the thing about my comedy is that it's multimedia yeah and uh you know like the i don't know it's we just, had all those aspects up there i was and i, I literally because big j wanted um he wanted the opportunity to do crowd work for us to have a camera and a big screen up top so he could play like play him who he was talking to and so we had like we would have totally accommodated you and i and i right. totally get it but um but yeah i mean i just i and that's why when i say things about you positive on rogan i mean all of it i I think you're a great dude. Well, dude and you're really I, inspirational. I appreciate that so much, man. And uh, I, I feel the same way about you. I'm so oh, thanks. so fucking impressed. Can we talk about the extent to which you are fucking killing it? Okay. <laughs> like, I don't say, well, I'm off for two months, so I have panic that I'm not killing it at all. Like, I'm just well, like, what am I doing with my life? Okay. I mean, like, I'm going to guess that your two months off are by design because you've got so much press to do to promote your your machine movie coming out on Netflix. Uh, no, we don't know where it's coming out yet. Oh, but, it's not. I thought there was a Netflix thing. No, no. Was, uh, we have a movie. We have a, I have another movie at Netflix, but um, that's uh, just, that's just, uh, we're hoping to release it in theaters. But we're, you know, we got this whole okay. Ukrainian Russia thing going on that. Right. Did you? Yeah. I've never been more interested in a war. I was like, can we just fucking, can someone do something to make it stop so I can put my movie out? I know that sounds <laughs> selfish, but like, it's like, what the fuck? <clears throat> right. Well, shit. So you've got your your podcast, the Burt podcast. You've got your podcast, Two Bears, One Cape, yeah. which is like wildly uh, bigger. Than it's, we did not. I don't think Segura and I, first of all, I don't think Segura and I ever thought we definitely never thought we'd be doing arenas. I know for a fact. Uh, but, but when we started that podcast, we had really good, healthy careers, like doing theaters and so doing solid. Um, I don't think we ever thought it would be where it is now. And, and, and I think we just got lucky with a couple clips that um, that are really funny clips, like the Kool-Aid clip, the Jennifer Aniston clip, um, Isla shooting dice. Like there's, a, there's like, we just got lucky. And I think it's just, you know, just being consistent and so the whole thing about a podcast being consistent yeah. doing it doing it consistently and just showing up and doing it and you know some episodes are stinkers and some, and some are weird like we we talked about being dads yet like a month a couple months ago and we both ended up crying and like and we did not see that <laughs> coming but it's like but it's i think we're up for the run and the fun of it and and and, and we both make each other laugh hysterically yeah. like we both find each other absolutely hilarious and so we got really lucky with that podcast yeah are I you mean, looking you got... at the views and like fuck that nope. didn't hit nope you're just like i don't look at i don't i well what and i don't that's not by design i'm just saying like the way we shoot them i don't remember what episodes airing on what day so i never know uh i never know what's going to air so like uh uh this week um this week was the days the we just got done fully loaded and we did a podcast episode about that uh, we did a, po a podcast about that and we talked about i think we talked about charity but it's like we gang shoot him because he's in austin so we'll shoot four at a time so i don't and, and they're in two days and usually we the way we do it is the first one's with coffee and the second one's with either weed or alcohol and so i don't remember what i say and and so i don't remember anything i mean we had one where we put butt plugs <laughs> on our ass and i did not i don't remember that i don't remember recording it because we were just partying, we smoked, we lit a joint, we had, and we were just partying. And then Leanne's like, "Did, did y'all put butt plugs in your ass?" And I was like, 
Oh, I'm, did that come out today? So <laughs> I don't really, and I don't look at the views. I, that kind of, you know, that's more for the ad sales people to look at. Yeah. Um, okay, so remember when when I guest hosted uh, Two Bears in One Cave? Huge episode. Yeah, it was it was it was fucking the hardest that that I've laughed. While it was a huge episode, yeah. and we <laughs> we, I mean, I still to this day, uh, I still to this day laugh. Can I please see your dick? Right, dude. So I had this crazy thing happen. I went to the um, gathering of the Juggalos. Oh, wow. Right? I was I hosted the main stage. Put the, that in the, the bucket list. The gathering of the Juggalos is the most incredible experience. A lot of Fago. I come out, I come out on stage, and, and I'm doing like crazy tricks and stunts, whatever. All I'm hearing from the crowd, show us your butthole. Show us your butthole. And I'm like, conf- at first I was confused, and then, you know, that's what went out, and then I, I, I mentioned something. They said, oh, no, they love it. They like, they love it. They really, they, they really mean it. They want to see your butthole. They, 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 I love it. By the way, I've never liked uh, Insane Clown Posse fans more than right now. <laughs> right. So, my natural reaction to that is, well, I mean, if they, if that's what they want, and that's, they care about that, like, who am I to, to deprive them of that? Mm-hmm. So, my next time I go out on the stage, and I fucking... I spread my butt cheeks like, like, and past the point of where it hurt. <laughs> and he gave them a heads up too, so they all pulled their phone out. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? I had no issue with that. I had no problem with that. Like, yeah. This was this was for them. Now, and, and on top of that, there's like a whole, you know, like the media in between the crowd and the stage. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, pull on. And the next the next day, Shaggy, who's one of the I, 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 I met guys, him. I met yeah, him. Yeah, he um he he sends me a. a photo that was taken from the crowd he goes man you weren't kidding about and this photo is the most shocking fucking thing you have it on you dude like uh it's the most fucking shocking thing you've ever seen in yeah your he life. talked about it for a good like two minutes that he's going to show his butthole so everybody's just ready to go and here's uh, the end result okay <laughs> like, like i'm gonna in my text i'm going to search the word cavernous <laughs> really because, Are you a gaper? Uh, be- you, because, okay. You tell me. Whoa! Whoa! Right, it's like a light. Whoa. Is my face turning red? <laughs> what was going on down there? Were you dude? pushing? Or like, were you sucking in or something? <laughs> I showed my girl, and and uh, is that just bad lighting? She, she's she's like, you could fit the whole microphone in there. Like, like that's an O ring. That's like a fucking. <laughs> but it's not. But that's the thing is that it's not fucking my butthole. Like it's, it's, the, it's the lighting. It's the lighting. Can I tell you? I'm really impressed by their lighting on that stage. Right. I really like this. I think see, I use similar lighting in my stage shows. I'm not even see, joking. See how happy Scott is. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. So. Was that fit photo online? Um. The. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be online. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Who takes that picture and doesn't post it? Right. It's, that it's, person it's, posted that it's, photo. It's, it's, that's it's not getting their. Do you think they're like this one's for me? It's like the top of the SEO. It, it's the stuff hole. of legends. Now, did you <laughs> did you hear the story about how? Scott Randolph types in JohnnyKnoxville.com and finds it to be available for purchase. No. And I yeah. fucking bought it. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Okay, watch this. I'm going to type in JohnnyKnoxville.com. All right. It'll, it'll just, it should just pop right up. And 
johnnyknoxville.com. It's got an age gate. The first thing you see is, uh, are you 18? And, uh, uh, man, how do you not have a good cell phone signal at your own house? It's the tree. We have great Wi-Fi. Uh, okay, are you over 18? Yes. yes. Um, and we made we made it a, a particularly small. Okay, you know that the, I'm going to show you what fucking what loads up, dude, because I have it nice and handy. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to my anus. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Is that your butthole? Yeah. So he's, <laughs> but it looks like it is because it's the same shirt. <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of that. <laughs> that's that's what I love about uh, the jackass energy. I'm curious. I, I was so curious. I, I don't I don't want to know the answer, I think. But like, I, I, I was so curious if like when uh, when you guys first started doing it if there were like teams like the the philadelphia team and yeah, the whatchamacallit team. there was absolutely and there was a little bit of because i remember like there it seemed like now when i watched the first one you could see a little tension between certain people like when uh when i'm so bad at names and i, and I love these guys so much but um uh, Danger Aaron, Danger Aaron yeah, and yeah. and Bam almost got in a fist fight one time. Yep, and they had to break it up. And they're they like, did get into a fist fight on yeah. the third movie. Yeah, yeah. And so did? maybe that's the one yeah. I saw. And so and so I was like, I think that was the same day Bam broke my nose too. Really, and so I wonder. Like I was wondering, do they have? Were there squads? And then I was like, I wonder if the, if there were squads when everyone came in. The, for the new guys, if there if it was a weirdness or if it was like no. you guys have been there so long, you're like this is the deal. The weirdness was when uh, Knoxville and Tremaine announced to the the OG cast that they wanted to bring in new blood that was younger people and like really? you know like none of us were were stoked on that idea. We yeah, like, I can imagine. What? I can imagine you wouldn't be. And as it played out, like we 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 resisted it. We, yeah. we 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 pushed back, and they just weren't having it. They they said, "No, this is how it's going to be." So that's how it was. And uh, day one on the set with the new guys, like they just were so stoked to be there. They were just like the you know, like we just fell in, we fell in love with them right away. So yeah. so it all it all kind of dissipated. It was fine. Now, speaking of the new guys, and and this is something that was uh, pretty crazy. You mentioned I had Poopies on my podcast. I did Poopies podcast. Poopies is a real. Why wow, you did a, Poopies podcast? You know, you, you, I listened to you talk about Poopies, and I I, do, I, I knew Poopies from um, uh, Jamie O'Brien. Yeah, okay. yeah, so I was a fan. I'm a fan. I am a fan of Jamie O'Brien's, and Poopies would be on his podcast. I knew Poopies. I knew part of Poopies, and then I saw him on Jackass, and I felt like I got to know more of him. Then I saw him. On your, you maybe you were on his podcast. And no, no, I just did his, and it's not out yet. So, so okay, so you, I, you saw I saw him, him on your on yours, and I was like, I was like, oh, Poopies is an interesting person. And then when I did Poopies podcast, I could not stop fucking laughing. He is a real, he is an authentic. I told I told him he should get a, a MacArthur grant. You know, they give MacArthur grants to like. Like a lot of people, a lot of professional clowns will get a MacArthur grant. Right, right, There's right. not a lot of money in being a clown, but if you're a really good clown, like the guy from Sesame Street was a Bill really Irwin. good Bill yeah, Irwin. Best Bill, clown ever. I'm so glad yeah. you know that. Yeah, yeah. Best clown. He had a, I think he had a MacArthur grant. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. It's actually a Cirque du Soleil clown who's 
better than Bill Irwin, but... What's a MacArthur grant? It'll give you like $150 a year to just keep pursuing what you want to pursue. $150? Just, yeah, $150,000. Oh, and they just, just go, hey, right. just keep doing you. You're so special, we don't want to break cool. you. We don't want to break, we don't want the world to break you because what we think is your art form maybe isn't... Um, it's underappreciated. It's underappreciated. So we want to make sure that you can continue thriving and making and doing you. And so, and Poopies is 100% that human being. Right. When I started my podcast with Poopies, like uh, like one of the first thing that just falls out of my fucking mouth, I'm like, so you're really dumb. <laughs> it's like the first thing I said. And, and, and there was a lot of uh, kind of criticism in the comments and stuff people were like man that really rubbed me the wrong way steve you know like fuck you steve up for saying that yeah. and and I, I i deserved that criticism yeah. i deserved that backlash i, I it was just a it, it was a, a thoughtless and uh shitty way to start the conversation with he's, poopies. he's not dumb he's just poopies does the I mean, world he's like the, i mean i mean this respectfully he's like theo vaughn theo vaughn it, is, it, is 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 sees the world in his own unique way. And there are people, I know Theo very well, and I, we work together on a number of shows. There are people that write off Theo to maybe not being, uh, not being in the, not, maybe not now, but back then they write off Theo for not being in the moment or not listening or not paying attention. But man, when he spoke, it made the people listening laugh hysterically. Theo's so quick. So He's, he's quick, but he's, but man, you know, Theo says things, I'm, I'm saying this real. I think a lot of people think, you know, Theo spends a lot of time writing. Sometimes he just says things for sure that are just that come out hysterical. Mm -hmm. Where you, and it's the way his brain actually operates. You can't change that. You can't right. buy that. His he's he's just being an authentic artist, like an authentic Absolutely. artist. Absolutely. And, and, and Poopy has that authenticity of like he was talking about. He was telling me a story about about setting off bottle rockets in his ass and he goes do you want to know how i came up with that idea and i couldn't stop laughing because i was like i think i got it but <laughs> like i think I, I i'm pretty sure i can ballpark it but sure <clears throat> tell me how you came up with that idea poops but he's i had so much fun with him yeah i, I love that guy man i, I love, love i love guy. him too and 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 i shouldn't even try to defend myself for just coming out of the gate saying so you're dumb but he's dumb. <laughs> I don't think. He's he's, I don't think he's. he's like that's I think, his, it's I think his lovability. You know, like he's he's so lovably innocent and naive. He's, and he's like, very. You know, there's like, a, there is a naivete to him. I, I'm saying that. I'm, I'm saying that he, he said, is dumb, and I'm I'm saying that as not an insult, if that's possible. Yeah. Well, I think I think I I can get written in that in that in that same stroke of the brush where everyone goes. I'm, Bert's not a very introspective person. He's not a very thoughtful person in, in like his actions or his behaviors or his words. I say fucked up shit and I don't think things through. But like, but like, yeah, Poopy's. Uh, he, I mean, he said something that my assistant is 25, and uh, we were having dinner that night, and we we're having a drink, and he starts giggling. And I go, what? And he goes, I said to Poopy's in the thing. I said, how old were you? How do you remember beer runs? And he goes, Yeah, oh, fuck yeah, I remember beer runs. He goes, I, as a matter of fact, I might I might say I, I, I quit doing them a little too late in life. And we're like, How old were you were you for your latest beer run? And he goes, Twenty seven and we're like, 
27. <laughs> my, my assistant's at dinner and he starts giggling. I go, what? He goes, I'm 25. Like, I would never do a beer run. Poopies is doing beer, beer, beer runs two years after this day for me. Yeah, I how, just how thought, old is Poopies? Uh, he's 33, 34. Yeah, yeah I, I was having a conversation with Steve on the bus. Yeah. Poopies was sitting over there and I was like, hey, yo, dude. And Poopies wasn't even looking. And I was talking to Steve and he thought that I was talking to him. So every question that I ask Steve, you just hear Poopy's going, yeah, kind of. He's like, oh, no way. Oh, I fucking love this guy. Oh, no way. There's, you can't create him. And you can't try to be him. Right. Like, you can't For try sure. to be him. And I'm you like, just are him. I'm like, yeah. Poop, I'm talking to Steve. He's like, oh, hell yeah. And then I keep talking. I'm like, dude, I changed my number. I, I, I hit him up like two days ago, and, and he didn't know like who, who, I, who it was. And I was like, hey, Poops, are you available to film on the 26th in San Diego? He's like, oh, hell yeah, dude. Who is this? <laughs> Dude, it's an that's an authentic person. Yeah, yeah. There's no bullshit and there's no pre-thought outness of it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Which is so original in this business is someone who's not pre-thinking out. Like right. I remember I remember uh uh Whitney Cummings tell, told me a story. I won't say names, but it was another comic. Whitney told Cummings got her uh tit leaked. Like some some guy had a picture of her tit that she had accidentally exposed on Instagram, and she there was more stuff, and she was afraid he was going to leak it to the internet. So she got in front of it, and she posted the picture of her tit. She goes, listen, someone's threatening that he's going to post this. I'm not going to let him do that. I have the bone power. This is my tit. I posted it on Instagram. And then that day I posted... Why? She posted a tit on Instagram? No, she did it on Twitter. 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 Yeah, Twitter. Twitter. And, um, and so... I then t posted a picture of my balls where I had kind of ruptured a testicle, and and I and at no point did I see that as like. And a comic called her and he's like, "That was fucking brilliant. Is it real?" And she was like, "Is it real?" And he was like, "Yeah. Like, what are you trying to sell?" And she was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And she told me about that, and I went. <clears throat> That's crazy. Like, so many people wondered, like, was Joe Coy and Chelsea Handler, like, a real relationship, or are they trying to sell tickets? Because that's so much of this business. Now, obviously, it was it was a real relationship. It lasted for a year. But, but like, so many people's brains work that way, and Poopies does not. Mm -mm. And it's so refreshing in this fucking business of, like, where even me and you can get caught up in the thought. Th oh, if you think, sure. Because you can, work, you can find some workarounds for things. Yeah. You know, like, fucking... You know, I, I remember going in for surgery for my elbow, and I had to sell tickets at Red Rocks. And I went, well, I'm going to make this work for me. And I fucking filmed my promo going into surgery, going under. And, like, there are some guys that, and, and a lot of us, that will try to think things through. That is not poopies. By the way, that is such a fucking hilarious poopy story that he, you're having a conversation with Steve, and he's in the front going, yeah. He's like, oh, hell yeah, dude. He's like, sick. No way. Like, he had like four things that like he would just say. Oh, what a fucking great yeah, dude. Dude, blocks off an entire day to shoot and then says, oh, dude, I got a new number. Who's this? Dude. <laughs> or no, you were, you got the number. You know, you know, that was a whole other story, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Uh... Dude, it's it's crazy. Um, you, dude, you uh, you rave about your management. Yeah, I do. Constantly. Yeah, I love them. I love. Well, I love my whole team. I look at this business differently now. So this is the way. And I kind of. I mean, like you borrow from other people. So I'll, I'll tell you everything that happens. I'm going for a hike on, in Fryman Canyon. Segura calls me. Ali Wong just fired Three Arts, and I went, "Why the fuck was you?" Three arts of publicity? No, no, no. There's Dave Becky and okay. some other guy. But they're really big. They're 
one of the top five biggest management companies. They have everyone, Attell, Louis, they had Louis, they have Burr, they have everyone. So um, I go, why did she fire three arts? And he goes, she said she doesn't need a manager. And I went, what? He was like, I think the business is changing. I think she's just gonna do her own projects. Now, Ali doesn't have a podcast, but I, I'm, I'm like, okay. So then Segura fires three arts. And I go, why, why the fuck are you doing that? And he was like, I don't know, man. I, the advice I was getting from him wasn't the direction I wanted to go in. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wanted to do my own things. I go to your house, and you're doing your whole thing by yourself. You're, you're, you're running, and you have a great team around you. And I started going, I started thinking, like, okay, so what do I want? Now, I'm in a unique situation in that my manager, Judy, is, is I, I'm, I hope this doesn't sound too flowery, but is a, somewhat of a visionary in the way she sees her clients' careers. And she never stops thinking about her clients. She has, I think, like four clients, me, Whitney, Sebastian, and Taylor Tomlinson. And she only thinks about business for us. That's all she thinks. You'll get texts in the middle of the night. Uh, uh, I, I just, I have an idea. I mean, long time ago, she, long time ago she said, um, you need a portion of your beer sales. And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. And she was like, "We that's that should be one of our focuses." Well, for fully loaded, I got a portion of the beer sales. And suffice to say, in a in a festival that I did not plan on making any money, I made a fair amount of money because we sold a cuntload of beer. Yeah. And so, but that's the way her brain works. And so, I would never get rid of Judy because I need her brain. When I created the um, drive-in movie theater tour, I came up with the idea, called my agent manager Nick Nick Nusforo, Heidi Feingen, and Judy. Judy, my manager, and I said I want to do drive-in movie theaters, and they're like, they're like, candidly, it's not a thing. Now, listen, if they were the people that just didn't follow through with it, I'd be gone in a second. But that team was like, fuck it, let's see if we can figure it out. They got an EDM f- company who does electronic dance things. They talked to them. We got on the phone with them. We talked to them, and they're like, we got it. Let's get you twelve dates. I, secret time, I backed out of it because I was like, I don't want everyone, everyone, Rogan, Segura. Everyone was like, you don't want to be the guinea pig who tries something new and then fails horribly and loses fans. Like, if it's a bad show, you might lose fans. My manager and my agent called me, and they were like, hey, we know your brain. And it's and it's not it's not Allie's brain. It's not Tom's brain. It's my brain. It's a little bit of your brain. Is they're like, if you go out and start to try to do something, you will find a way to make that succeed. You will come up with content that will get enough views that will deficit fund three failed dates. Why don't you do three dates? If you like them, then we'll do more. But if you don't like them, then you walk away from him. But you came up with this idea and you should follow through with your idea. Mm -hmm. So I did it. Mm -hmm. Off the advice of, I got cold feet hard as fuck. And I did it. And the very first one was in a rock quarry in North Carolina. And I was like, I'm done. I'm in. Line up. We did 70 more cities. I was like, fucking, I had a blast. Through the whole pandemic, I won an award for it. I won two awards for it. Like It was like a, it was a big game change. And it gave me the ability to do fully loaded. And when I came up with fully loaded, I big ideas, big swings, and then took it my managers and agents and they're like, let's do it. And then they set it up and I got cold feet again. I got cold feet so much, hardcore secret time. I was supposed to do it a year ago and I backed out of it. Cause I was wow. like, cause I was like, I don't want to do it. I'm, I felt like it was, I felt like it, there was too much ego involved. And I felt like I, I was pretending to be someone I wasn't. And I, I was like, and what if it fails? And I don't want to fail. And like I was nervous. So I didn't do it last year. And then this year they're like, you're doing it this year. You're doing it this year. And they're like, you, it's your idea. You came up with this idea. It's a great idea. And we, you will make this work. And so it's funny, but once I'm, I'm, I think we're all the same type of person, but once the ball starts moving, I start operating also. 
once the bus is going, sure. I start doing things also. So in Fully Loaded, where I got cold feet about certain things, I just figured out different workarounds. So I was like, so like first thing is I was like, I wanted the comics, to, I wanted to make sure the comics had fun. So we, I think each person got like a $3,000 gift basket of like treats that we either got from sponsors or purchased ourselves to make sure that when the comics got there, they really had it. And so then that made me a little more, less concerned about taking care of the comics. One of my big concerns is I want to make sure that everyone has a good time. So taking care of everyone. But that's, I love, but it's like the right team. And so now what my business move now is, is those people you see in there, that is one arm of my business. It's kind of the way you do it. That's one arm of my business. And then I have, uh, and that includes podcasting, um, all my content, all my promos, something's burning. And that, that is uh, Birdie Boy Productions. And then I have, uh, Bird Inc., which is my stand-up, and that is my manager, my agent. And I mean, I'm, I will tell you right now, if anyone gets an opportunity to sign with either Judy or Nick or Heidi, fucking do it tomorrow. They are the most brilliant people in this, this is business. Levity. levity, levity, yeah, levity. Yep. Judy Brown, levity. I should say the name. And uh, candidly, I, I I know this, and and I'm close to this because uh, my agent. Adam Genovizian is no oh. longer an agent and has now transitioned gone, over yeah, to Levity. Transitioned over to he's Levity. A, he's a bad bitch too. Yeah, he's, he's a bad bitch. He is. Yeah, I like a, that guy a lot. Yeah, yeah. He, he's my dude. Looks like he'd be selling you cocaine in the '80s in a movie, right? The Adam's the best. <laughs> looks like that. He's got that vibe. He looks like he looks like the guy in. You know, who he kind of looks like the guy in Blow who backstabs Johnny Depp. Diego. Yeah, Diego. He looks like Diego on the island. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I give you everything. I give you everything. <laughs> yeah, he's good because he's got those really blue eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, yeah, sure. he, he's my guy, and uh, and and I fucking love him. And he just raves and raves about about Judy, as do you. And and uh, yeah, and, and, and you guys' so. rosters. Judy thinks about Judy thinks about, and, and I know this is really inside baseball. Judy thinks about this business nonstop. I don't ever. I remember I had a moment with her. That was like really telling. We had a guy we worked with, and um, and he, he's. I mean, he said something innocuous. I, maybe this is horrible for me to say. He said something like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm. I can't really, you know, I can't really talk right now. I'm, I'm hanging out with my family." And Judy and I were like, "Huh? <laughs> we're talking about business. Like, what the fuck? Put your family on the side. This is business." And Judy and I had this conversation. Where we were like venting to each other. By the way, Scott and I both are like, hallelujah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we, we're like, all I want, I, Judy goes, and when we were like going back and forth, like, like we found a band we loved, but the thing we loved was working and business. Right. And like, she was like, I, I never stopped. I, I, I never <laughs> stop working. I'm not, I don't, one point of my day do I stop working and going, and go, and go, yeah, Ever. never. Never. Yeah, like, I wake like, up thinking about jokes. I wake up thinking about promos. I wake up thinking about podcast questions. I can ask the girl when I do the next two bears. What? Let me text Rogan. I'm gonna like I'm, I'm working right. every fucking second. And that is Judy. Judy went to a Kevin Ch Kenny Chesney concert have the other day. Ever, sorry for interrupting. No. You. Have you ever once in your life had an automatic reply set for your email to let people know that you were out of the office or on <laughs> I answer an email. Who doesn't check their fucking email? I'm in Hawaii. Great, check it from the beach. I'm, I'm on vacation. Like, dude, I went on a vacation recently. 
fucking worst experience ever. I'm oh. like, dude, we're like, we're, 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 wait, we're, we're, we're deliberately accomplishing nothing. Is that really what this is? Like, fuck, relaxing stresses me out. Relaxing, I, I don't get it. <laughs> and, and what's crazy relaxing. is that is who I was as a kid. Like I was when I I was like I was like don't bother me I'm on vacation I was like that guy really? and then something switched I think it was when I got the opportunity to make money I think when I started like kind of succeeding in stand up or at least I felt like the second I felt like I could affect my career I I then became singularly obsessed with it like where, right. the second I realized I think I relate to that a hundred percent. Because I think we're probably both in the same situation where maybe you not as much as me, but like when I worked at Travel Channel, it was a corporate job and I couldn't really affect change for it. I couldn't get people to watch the show as much as I promoted it. It, it never no one really tuned in. It wasn't that good. And I couldn't make it better because I couldn't edit it. And it was a it was a, a branded show of family friendly and it wasn't my voice and I couldn't make it my voice. And I and it was good money. But then when I got let go from Travel Channel and. And I remember that period of time where I started doing, we were talking about those posters and my thing. Yeah. That was around that time, whatever it is, 2017 or whatever, when I started taking control of my business and coming up with ideas to better my business. And then the second it worked, I was like, oh, I'll just do this. I mean, I remember when, I remember, I remember being in my front yard when I came up with these flip, the, my flip flops, like I have my own flip flop. And so I remember being in the front yard and it was around that time, and I was I was getting some traction online, and I had I started having fans, and I I had a pair of these flip flops I loved. They they stopped making them, and I went, I'm gonna do my own flip flop. I'm gonna reach out to that company, and see if they'll do a deal with me, and see if the, I was. And we were going to San Diego for a vacation with my family, my parents, and I was like, yeah, I can't I can't go with you guys. Sea World, <laughs> I have a meeting, and they're like, go, you're going to Sea World or whatever. Maybe it wasn't Sea World, but and they're like, you're going to whatever, and I was like. No, I have a meeting. I'm trying to start a flip flop company, and my dad's like, "What the fuck?" And I go, "Yeah, I'm. A, I got this meeting with this guy, and we went to lunch with this guy and talked about it. And now, with three, four years later, I've sold a dickload of flip flops. I have slides which are even better than the flip flops, and but but it was also that thing where I go, I love these flip flops. I knew that if I put people's foot in this flip flop, they're gonna love this flip flop too. Yeah. And so, but I never shut it off. I mean, I never. I go to Steely Dan. You know what I do with Steely Dan? Oh, this is my favorite thing in the fucking world. Wait, you're at the Steely Dan I, concert. I, go, go Ste to I find Dan. out. I find out Steely Dan is coming to at the, the Hollywood bowl. at the bowl, and immediately I go, "Let's play a game. Let's pretend this is Burt Kreischer, and I'm a Burt Kreischer fan. I want to see how I operate, how I function, the things I do, and how I could better relate to my fans in ways that would be helpful for their experience coming seeing me." The number one thing I did, which is crazy, is I bought 10 tickets immediately. And I went, pre-sale's a real thing. I don't. I, I need to really focus on pre-sale. Because I, wanna, I want good seats. I wanted the box seats. I, and so I am a fan of Steely Dan. When they come to town, and they didn't promote very well, but when they come to town, they've got my money. They've got, they, they're going to have a big chunk. I'll give them $2,000. Because I want to make sure my friends go. I buy all the tickets. That's my favorite part of a pre-sale, is I buy all my tickets, and then I text who I want to go to the show with me. Because I'm like, oh, I get to pick. This is my night. I bought all these tickets. So I text Tom and Sandy, our best friends, Judy and her husband, Steve, uh, my trainer, Lacey, and her best friend, who happens to be one of the top chefs in, in, in the country, because it's the Hollywood Bowl, so you can bring your own food in. So we tell her, you don't have to pay for your ticket, but you need to cater it. Uh, this is, uh, we need you guys to bring the wine, we need you, so we organize it. And then I started going, this is really fun. 
okay? I started thinking, all right, let's think about merch. What merch do I hope they have as a fan, right? And as someone, as also as an artist, to what merch do I need? And the first thing I thought was, I hope they're selling sweatshirts because the Hollywood Bowl gets cold. But I don't want to bring a sweatshirt. I want to buy a sweatshirt, but I want to put it on there. And so I was like, fuck. And then I started like having fun. And Leanne goes, if they sold Steely Dan butt plugs, would you buy one? And I went, fuck yeah. <laughs> I go, you want to sell butt plugs at our next season? She goes, we should sell butt plugs. B- Birdie Boy butt plugs. And just people will buy them just as a lark. As I go. And then I started going like, oh, this it was the funnest experience I've ever had. And and I'm, I'm doing I do that all, all the time. And Judy, Judy and I talked about it. She goes, I'm going to Kenny Chesney. I'm going to Kenny Chesney. I'm going to see how they do their show. I'm going to think about it as a fan first, yeah. flip it around. And it was the funnest because you start going like, oh, I'm giving this I'm giving this experience to people. They're paying for it. But I'm offering this experience. I should be operating at my highest level. And if, if I'm not going to live shows to experience <laughs> it from the other side of the stage yeah. and see what's good and see what's bad, and like like Steely Dan was really hard. To, it was really easy to find their merch right when you walked in. And I was like, boom, that's brilliant. You know, sometimes merch and Red Rocks is up in the top. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. No one goes right. up there. But but it, but so I don't know what we were talking about, but I don't ever shut down when I think about business. Yeah. We should sell Steve-O Coke straws, dude. <laughs> dude, we, you, you, uh, dude there's so know, much merch you could sell. You know I sell dick pics at my shows. <laughs> you sell, sell pictures of my dick. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. that. I like and that. And I sign them. <laughs> Autograph dick pics. That's not bad. That's not bad. Remember when you were a little kid? How you, there were those t- the, those uh, fucking pens right side up. It's like the chick with the bikini. Uh-huh. Oh. Turn it upside down. The bikini goes away. Yeah. Yeah. I sell dick pens. <laughs> I got There's, shorts. You turn it upside down. There's my dick. Sky's the limit with merch because as a fan, I love wearing. Like I'm wearing Two Bears merch right now. Yeah. Tommy's a real game That's changer. That's bad. That's a Pornhub. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Um, I'm wearing Two Bears merch right now, but Tommy's really a game changer with merch. And then. Tommy really is a game changer with a lot of things. He's a very inspirational dude. The way he thinks about the business, and 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 you know sometimes you're so close to something you can't see it. And I, I've been so close to Tommy, I never really registered like, oh yeah, I got to do that shit too. But like merch is like, I love rocking merch of something I'm a fan of. For sure. Like it's so much fun. For sure. Because it's like it's like you go through the grocery store and someone's like, Steely Dan, you see him at the bowl? And you're like, I did. And they're like, oh, it was a great show. Like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Played too many originals, but yeah, whatever. He played too much of the news. Did you go to the show? I didn't go to the show. Paul went to the show. I really wanted to see him. I like Steely Dan. He's, he was great. Uh, it was great. You know, Scott does all my merch. He's, yeah. he's the, yeah. the brainchild of, of all of my operations. Can we send you some hot sauce to your place? We have. I think we still have. We had a case delivered. Okay, great. Last yeah. time, yeah. Yeah, I'll send you anything you guys want. What was the one? Butthole Destroyer is the new one if you want really fucking hot hot sauce. And if you go to Amazon and type in the word butthole, our hot sauce shows up. <laughs> really? <laughs> we basically have the corner on the word butthole, thank God, because if people <laughs> type in Steve-O's butthole, they're not going to see that picture. <laughs> Way to get in front of that one. Quick, come out with the product. Come out with the product. Bert racist hot sauce. And you're like, oh, so you're racist, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That's so fucking fantastic. No, it's, it's, uh, I could, I'm obsessed with, I'm obsessed with comedy. Like, I'm obsessed with it. I could do this right now all fucking day long. That's, yeah. I mean, legit. Podcasting is so much fun to me that I don't consider it a job, and I'm shocked that we can't even make money at it. And right. then stand up, I'm I'm so blown away. Like I do Wednesday nights at the store. I do like a, I'll do the the hack trick, and and I the other night someone gave me um, uh, 
you know, money at the end of the show. Let's just say, let's just, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm just so that I'm not calling anyone out. Let's, let's just say arguably it's a thousand dollars to do a spot at the, on the main room, Sam Tripoli. And, uh, my wife was there with her friends and what you're saying is Sam Tripoli hosted the night. It was- I hosted the night and then I just did a spot. And, and then if, you know, if you're sometimes if you're a bigger name, the guys will give you a little extra more of the door to help, right. help them sell tickets, but they mm-hmm. got to use your name to promote. I'm totally cool with that. Um, and then they always kick you back good money, and it's cash. I never have cash on me, but I was I was buzzed, and I had just done three shows. I was buzzed, and I was high, and I had a great time on stage. I had a great time on stage, and I don't normally perform hammered, but I did, and it was fun as fuck. And I walked through the bar, and I gave the bar, wait the bar staff five hundred dollars. Yeah. I gave the doorman a hundred dollars. The other doorman, hundred guy in the thing, hundred on Leanne's like, and then. I got in the car and Leanne goes, did you just give away, arguably we'll say a thousand dollars? I said, yeah. She goes, why? And I said, cause I don't, I was, I do that for free. She goes, yeah, but you didn't, you should keep the money. I said, yeah, but it feels cheap. Like I don't need a thousand dollars. It doesn't change my life, but like five, a hundred dollars for the average person that helps them. Oh, you just covered my bills for the month. Yeah. And, and I think, and Rogan taught us that. Like he was like, I remember I walked, I got the thousand, whatever thousand dollars that you got and I put it in my pocket and he goes, what are you doing? Because you don't need that. Tip everyone out. And I was like, really? And he's like, you make good money on pot. You got a lot of good things going for you. Tip everyone out. And so. I feel the same way. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, but I do it for free. I do all this for free. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, I've got something that I'm fucking dying to, uh, to. I'm trying to find an hour of your time and show you a recording of my, uh, my, my current hour. I'm, I'm dying to see it. I saw it's the fucking. It, it, it's, I saw the intro. It's pretty fucking impressive. It, it's uh, it, it's fucking explosive, dude. I'm I'm touring with an explosive show, and I, I'll have you know that that uh, I'm about to schedule the final uh, yeah. shows yeah, for, yeah, the, yeah. for this tour, and then what comes next is uh, Steve has gone too far tour. I love it. I, I'm inspired by you, dude. Like, oh, thank uh, you. I, I'm inspired by you. I um, I remember when we did the first podcast in this same van. It was like, like you said, beta testing the van, and and I was talking about. Uh, you were telling us the, the joys of having a tour bus. And, oh my and, god. Uh, and I was saying, like, yeah, like theater. Like, I, I think I didn't know that the Wilbur had an upper deck because I guess it was never <laughs> open for me. And uh, dude, like. I've come so fucking far. You, since you're, then, you but. are, you have, you have, man. You are the, you are the Malcolm Gladwell of the ten thousand hours. If you put the work in, you 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 get good. Yeah. And you just have done that. You just did that, and you did it at times when people didn't want you to do it, and people gave you shit about doing it, and you just have. And 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 I'm I, telling you, man, as like as like a fan, and I'll always be a fan first. You know, for everything I am, but like as a fan, you made me laugh so hard for so many years that it's so great to see you thriving. It really well, thank is. Thank you, man. It, mean, it means the world to me. And um, I, uh, I just, I fucking grinded in the comedy clubs for eleven years. Nobody knows. Yeah. I was just quietly grinding. Yeah, like, and, you know, and sometimes catching shit from people. For sure, for sure. And, and I just didn't. I never fucking gave up. I just found my own voice graduated to theaters now I can tell people about the joys of having a tour bus even though it's a piece of shit RV and <laughs> and uh, and I look at you in fucking arenas and I'm like I just feel like I'm mar- I'm, I'm just marching and I'm fucking just determined put it, to- put it in the universe man I'm telling yeah. you put it in the universe and just and just all, all, like I mean this is the way I look at it but like 
always be mindful of your set and hope it's a little better today than it today is than it was yesterday. For sure. And then if that's if that's just little increments. I remember I, my little increments were like ways to comfort me about this business. I remember uh, the first time I sold out comedy clubs, and then I put out like my special and. Uh, that was the Showtime one. Showtime one. Uh, no, no, it was that came after. But first time I sold out comedy clubs, I remember saying, saying to Tommy, it was like, I was like, if I could send sell just like. 10% more tickets next year. That would make me feel like I did a lot. And he was like, Bert, that's 10%. It's a lot of money. That would be a lot of money. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, it's a good way to think about it. And then I did. And then and then I remember he was he was like, you know, you should think like, what if I can just in, increase my ticket price and have the same people? So I was $20 tickets. What if I could go to $35 tickets? Then I could do the same work for the same people, really grow with the people that, tr- that trust me and that I trust in that in those in these comedy clubs and just make a little bit more money. Not a ton, just a little bit more money. And I remember doing that. I remember getting shit for it from some people. But I'm, I've always looked at it just like little increment, little incremental steps make a big difference. And then, and then, if you Rob Deerdack, like I said, I'm, I'm fascinated by Rob Deerdack, but he quantifies the things that make him happy. I quantify the things that that I hear other comics say they like about me. That, you know, they're like, dude, I love your promos. All right, cool. I'm not getting shit about them. I'm going to double down. I love your <coughs> podcast. I love Two Bears. Oh, I, people said to me for a long time, I love something's burning. Whatever happened with it? And it was just complicated. And I was like, I was like, well, let me see if I can take the steps to get to do it again so pe- I can make stuff that people like. And so... And so, and I think, and like I said, I really see so much common ground in the way we see the world and the way we operate and the way we run our businesses, be it me kind of stealing from you and seeing the way you operate. And, but, uh, but I really think those baby steps, you're going to be in fucking arenas in no time. I'm on the march, dude. I'm on the march. And, and, uh, when this, this, this hour that I'm dying to show you yeah. comes out as a special, no matter how it comes out as a special, Fuck, it's good. It's fucking. It's, it's so fucking good. And then theme of my Gone Too Far tour. The theme of the show is me actually confronting middle age, like actually fucking delving into how somebody who identifies as adolescent, professionally and in every sense of the word, how and who uses his body as his instrument and now I'm fucking forced to deal with the deterioration of my instrument I'm supposed to forced to deal with becoming fucking old when my yep. identity is to be young and like how yep. fuck, and like and and the, and the, the deep fucking challenging fucking thing that's going to be so difficult is this bit that uh, I, I worked on long time ago and it never really worked the premise was I just come out and say I have a theory I'm pretty sure God hates us you know, because, like, like really, I, I, our fucking existence is a goddamn prank on us. Like, fucking, a, a prank because we have one instinct, which is to survive, but one guarantee, which is we won't. So uh, what yeah. the fuck is going on here? The one fucking thing that we don't fucking want to have happen is all that we can be sure is going to happen. Is that, that gives and, me so much panic, by the way. Right. <laughs> it gives, and, you are so, you will certainly die. Your right. Yeah. Is going and off. as 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 we fucking barrel towards this inevitable demise, which we fucking want to have no part in more than anything else, we wilt. We've our fucking body. We wilt. You're giving me a panic attack. Okay. <laughs> and like you know, like. To put it into perspective, like why, like I feel God hates us. He singled out human beings. Like a, a fucking banana is blissfully unaware that it's bruising 
<laughs> okay, but like we're like the banana that can see in the mirror. I'm fucking bruising. Oh. We're like the carton of milk that that is aware of its expiration date and knows that it's a wash up fucking house. Oh hazard. my god, you're making me not want to drink now. I'm right. supposed to be drinking in ten minutes. <laughs> jump right. off a cliff. And and, and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and so female's gone too far. <laughs> so so like I, I'm trying to, the, the 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 purpose of our human existence, which is a ridiculous prank on us, is to wrap our heads around our mortality, right? Like, you know, like for whatever that's worth. Sell me that pill. Yeah. And, and uh, and, and, and like, and, and I am, I'm having a, candidly, I don't have all the answers, you know, like I looked in the mirror and I saw that I've actually developed dimples under, I have under boob, actually fucking developing man boobs. I remember that day. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have, and dude. If, if, I was having sex with my wife and I was playing with my own tits. I was like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 what's going on? Dude, God fucking decided that, that I fucking had to have fucking man boobs and I'm fucking lashing out, dude. You want fucking you want to tell me God I gotta have sex? I mean, uh, you just overate a little bit. I mean, whatever, dude. Whatever, God. dude. And and I genuinely believe that to to tackle this subject matter, to fucking you know, every huge over the top going too far stunt will be motivated. It's gonna be thematic, and I think it's gonna be fucking genius. I think it's gonna be my masterpiece. I can't wait to see it. And I think it needs to be in arenas. I think that's a brilliant idea. All right, I'm going to go have a drink now, guys. I'm fucking, you, you spun me into a panic attack. That was my, that was my panic attack this morning. Hey, I love you, brother. I love you, too. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That was fucking great. There you have it, folks. Burt Kreischer. What a bro. And uh, what can I tell you guys? Um, we're in Texas, and I have come down with a serious case of beaver fever. Anybody who's paying close attention to my uh, main channel YouTube videos is going to see a whole lot of beef in my next video. And um, yeah, dude, it's been rad. Got the bros. This is Leo. That's uh, Scott Randolph. <laughs> and, and show him you, Jeremy. Jeremy is the new star of our team. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, I love you, street team. Thanks so much, everyone. Mm.